Today we go to the Law of One session 55, received June 5 or 6 5, 1981. Uh, here we have about, what, 18 questions and answers <clears throat> and um, significant discussion of pyramids that um, came out of discussion of positive and negative uh, higher dimensional groups like Orion versus Confederation. Um, with different form, with, with their uh, an, uh, analysis of their agendas or motivations, particularly Orion, and how that's different than the Confederation, and then how that goes to you know the pyramid building phase of human evolution. So fifty five zero. The greeting Ra says, "I am Ra. I greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite Creator. I communicate now." And, as usual, Don asks the first question pertaining to Carla's health and condition. Don says, I would first like to ask as to the condition of the instrument, please. And Ra says, this instrument is experiencing <clears throat> physical distortions towards weakness of the bodily complex occurring due to psychic attack. The instrument's vital energies have not been affected However, due to the aid of those present in the healing work, this instrument will apparently be subject to such weakness distortions due to incarnative processes <clears throat> which predispose the body complex towards weakness distortions. Now, we're talking about physical distortions, not vital energy, but physical energy, which is much more of a um, biologically associated energy field, maybe it's the second density energy field or first density energy field, but we're talking about physical distortion uh, relating to incarnative processes which predispose her body towards weakness, <clears throat> which was a kidney condition and other uh, conditions that she chose as program catalyst for this body in that incarnation, in the, her incarnation as Carla Rukert. Uh, the last session was May 29, this is June 5. Uh, it's been about a week, but we can see that she's still under psychic attack. And 54, session 54 was a very major metaphysical download. Took us, took me three hours to go through that session. Um, <clears throat> it may be that Orion um, you know, was more uh, active in attacking her um, based on Session 54 and previous ones, of course, uh, because of the, the content, because of the intensity of love light received and transmitted. But this is, this is sort of just something that she had to live with. Uh, because she had chosen voluntarily the pre-incarnative weakness distortions. Because she chose consciously, deliberately, by free will to continue with the raw contact. Because, you know, um, she's not a Buddha. <laughs> she's not a complete, perfect, you know, perfectly uh, fully enlightened being in this incarnation. Uh, there was vulnerability. The pre-incarnative distortions the body conditions brought into the life by free will, her free will decision to stay with the raw contact, the inevitable um, vulnerability due to um, not being a completed perfect being. I mean, I don't think anybody attacks a Buddha or a guardian, but we're not there. She wasn't there. And so it's simply a, uh, a long-term vulnerability and, and exposure that unfortunately she had to live with for the rest of her life and I think the results of this <clears throat> and um, Ra seems to sort of make the poignant statement the instrument will apparently be subject to such weakness due to you know incarnative processes or he, her incarnative predisposition or programmed choice of the body weaknesses so it may be that, that, you know, from a very high level of, of multi-incarnational programmed catalyst or catalyst programming for karmic balancing, even 
this long-term pain and suffering that she endured um, associated with, with this contact and the rest of her life um, plays some role in her long-term you know, soul evolution. And this Ra's term, calling it, you know, apparently be subject to it, is sort of like saying, I guess uh, this won't end. And it, it's sort of a poignant way of putting it. Uh, like, now they see it too, or this is just the way it is, unfortunately. 55.2, Don asks, because he loves Carla in detail and cares, is there any specific thing that we can do that you've already told us or otherwise to alleviate the psychic attack or to help the instrument the most? Meaning, what more can we do? Ross said, we scan this instrument and find its distortion towards appreciation of each entity and each entity's caring, as you may call it. This atmosphere, shall we say, offers the greatest contrast to the, discom to the discomfort of such psychic attacks being the reciprocal, that is, the atmosphere of psychic support. This each of you do as a subconscious function of true attitudinal, mental, emotional, and spiritual distortions towards this instrument. There is no magic greater than honest distortion towards love. Toward love. So, Ra is saying, number one, um, she very much appreciates your helping her, Don and Jim, your caring, and that this atmosphere of their caring uh, and their love for her, in terms of basic attitude, in, in terms of mental uh, communication, communication of thoughts and words and ideas, emotional in terms of body, mind, sensed, feeling, and embrace, caring, and spiritual in terms of um, awareness of unity and um, shared um, destiny. Um, the love is being shared and communicated at all those levels. And that produces an atmosphere of psychic support, which is the reciprocal or 180-degree diametric opposite of the atmosphere of psychic attack. So it's a little lame, L-A-M-E, in my judgmentalism, for some people to call psychic attack psychic greeting, as L&L did later, and some people still do. It is not the same as, you know, it, it, greeting, if, if greeting means uh, saying hello, yeah, you can say it's a, it's a helloing, but it's a particular type of greeting, the greeting of attack. And that needs to be comprehended, I think, because the healing of it requires a very clearly polarized reciprocal called psychic support or love. You know, Ra is, is as technical as you can get, talking about, you know, the Atenor as an alchemical term from, you know, 500-year-old term, or Dewey Larson's, you know, multidimensional physics, or um, certain answers to Don, talking um, in, in languages, you know, very specialized. Meanwhile, Ra talks about love again and again and again. And they explain the details of love. And be careful about teachers who never mention the word love. Buddhists don't talk about love so much. I mean, uh, hardcore traditional Buddhists in uh, Japan, of course, don't. They're not thinking about that. But China, Chinese Chan, Japanese Zen, uh, even Thai or, or um, you know, Southeast Asian Theravada, they don't use the word love because it, it's normally associated with attachment or grasping in their view or even sexuality, which they're very much seeking to detach from. But there's, you know, love is detached caring because love is a giving, not a taking. You know, love is unconditional acceptance and understanding. Uh, at the level of mind, it leads to understanding. Um, but in practice, it's an unconditional accepting. And the greater the acceptance, the greater the love. 
but it is not a grasping. In fact, to the you know, love is basically uh, giving or caring or supporting with no expectation of return or seeking no return or not seeking a return. Not necessarily seeking no return like don't give me, I have to give you, I can't take from you. Not, not like that. But seeking no return. Seeking no recompense. Um, but, but again, uh, you know, be careful of a spiritual teacher um, who doesn't understand love or doesn't use love. And there's a lot of channeling now. <clears throat> there, there's hyper-complex channeling now that doesn't understand love. There is um, deceptive channeling or deceptive alternative analysis of news or future or metaphysics that does include the word love that may not that, that sounds quite aggressive and brutal um, in its in its um, analysis of world events or personalities. Meaning, <clears throat> there are some people who may say, "Oh, love for all, with love, bye bye." I say love. But, but their writing is harsh <laughs> or, or abusive even. Meanwhile, they, they sign it with love. Love you, love all, da-da-da. Be careful. Saying love doesn't, um, doesn't prove loving intent. And absence of the word love um, doesn't prove absence of loving intent either. But be careful of sources that seem to have a problem with the word love. I, you know, from my view, I have a problem with sources that seem to avoid the word love. <clears throat> Meanwhile, they claim to be positive spiritual sources. Um, because there's nothing wrong with long hair <laughs> on a man. Yeshua had long hair, maybe. But, um... There's nothing wrong with emotionality if it's purified. There's nothing wrong with love if it's really love, which means seeking to take nothing, no seeking of taking whatsoever. Only seeking the benefit of all and very happy to, to, um, to not be called on and to stand alone. Love doesn't mean forcing oneself on anyone. It's very much associated with um, responding to call only. And when there's no call, one leaves them alone. But, um, you know, magic, magic, uh, people always talking about the, you know, occultists doing white magic, or <laughs> they may think it's white magic, but it's really black magic because it's selfish. Doing magic for what I want to get for myself is called black magic, whether you like it or not. And so, uh, the true, uh, most powerful magic, which means condition of consciousness generating energy and matter. What is magic? Magic is um, will-based mental activity generating changes in energy and matter, seems to me. Then the question is, why? What's the intention? What's the purpose? What, why are you doing that? Why are you using your will and mind to modify uh, symbol, symbol systems or energy systems to affect changes in matter or energy fields or others or future or whatever? Why? And it's either to take or it's to give. Maybe it's a combination. But um, the purest magic or the greatest magic or the most powerful magic is honest distortion toward love, which means an honest seeking of love. It doesn't mean, I know I'm perfectly loving. It means, I know I'm sincerely seeking to know what love is and live it every day. With myself, standing alone, and in relationship, uh, regardless of who they are. That's very powerful, actually. And, and Godhead, it, it touches intelligent infinity by the, the 4-6 linkage, 4-6-7 actually. Don't forget, one four seven is the, the basic uh, chakra line, while, you know, the primary rays are one three five. but uh, there's a very 
core linkage of 147. And so um, knowing love, living love, loving love, seeking love, um, very much touches Godhead when it's sincere. That's why Ross said there's no magic greater than honest distortion towards love, which means an honest seeking love, honest uh, longing to know and live love. 55.3. Thank you, Don says. Um, in his second, I'm not going to read both paragraphs, but he says, second one, in the session before last you stated, quote, However, this is a risk for the Orion entities due to the frequency with which the harvestable negative planetary entities then attempt or bid attempt to bid or order the Orion contact just as these entities bid planetary negative contacts. Can you explain the mechanisms that affect polarization in consciousness with respect to this statement? So we're talking about the relationship between three negatively oriented humans who are the who are in this case called harvestable planetary harvestable negative planetary entities meaning humans 3D negatively oriented that are harvestable to 4D negative that are really negative <laughs> you know guys like um, you know the trio uh, Rasputin Genghis Khan and Taras Bulba Ross said we're all harvested to 4D negative of that level of negativity. That's a much higher than other people that people think are uh, such great, you know, great magicians and this and that. We're talking at the level of Genghis Khan, Rasputin, and Taras Bulba. So if you know where that level is, then we might figure out who's negative, who is a harvestable negative planetary entity today. But then what's going on is that they attempt to bid or order or control their contacted 4D negative Orion handler, teacher, master, informer, um, in just the same way as the Orion entities strike seeking to bid or control, bid, order, control the planetary negative contact, meaning that, that person who's calling the contact. So they get into a bidding war. <laughs> they get into kind of a, a you know a power power struggle struggle for power and Ra is explaining then the mechanisms regarding uh, negative negative polarization or polarization on the negative path Ra said 55.3 the negative polarization is greatly aided by the subjugation or enslavement of other selves the potential between two negatively polarized entities meaning the human and the Orion, is such that the entity which enslaves the other, or bids the other, gains a negative polarity. The entity so bidden or enslaved in serving an other self will necessarily lose negative polarity, although it will gain in desire for further negative polarization. This desire will then tend to create opportunities to regain negative polarity. So, um negative polarization is greatly aided by subjugation and enslavement of others. That's what Orion is here for. That's what all negative extraterrestrials are here for. They're here for subjugation and enslavement of humanity. That's what all true negative ET contact, negative contact like abduction, right? True negative ET contact being type one type abduction is also for further subject, subjugation and enslavement of the human. And Ra explained that, you know, in previous sessions. Um, that's what they're here for. <laughs> and so there's a lot of confusion among humans who have, you know, who are blind morally. A lot of people are morally blind and think if they have high technology, they must be superior i.e. they must be better, i.e. we should follow them. I just watched the movie District 9 last night, South African movie, with some of the same actors as Elysium. But um, in that movie, what you see is foolish liberal humanity basically welcoming extraterrestrials that want to enslave humanity and feeling sorry for them, and then not figuring out that there really is moral polarity. And if you welcome 
entities that want to enslave you, even if they're in a terrible condition, they're suffering, oh, they're suffering, if you welcome them, they will uh, enslave you, they will slaughter you and subjugate you, like the movie Mars Attacks. Stupid humans, liberal-minded, not liberal politically necessarily, but uh, sort of, you know, it's called, Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche called it idiot compassion. Idiot compassion is love over wisdom, or love without much wisdom, or naivete, which leads to martyrdom, which is folly, because it doesn't work in the face of those who are service to self, or negatively oriented. If you bring love without wisdom to those who are negatively oriented, um, you will be slaughtered or enslaved. So, you know, just because they, they're extraterrestrial doesn't mean they're morally, you know, they, they walk in moral morality and virtue. Uh, and Christians need to know just because they're extraterrestrial or they're non-human doesn't mean they're demonic either. Let's wake, let's grow up, folks. You know, higher dimensional beings are positive and negative. They're oriented to love and free will, respect, and the benefit for all, positive, and and the negatives are um, seeking subjugation and enslavement. Even if they have great technology, and even if they do little things to help you, um, if they're negatively oriented, uh, you're in trouble. And if you welcome them because you pity them, um, they'll eat you. You'll be fodder. You'll be chewed up and uh, digested. So don't be foolish. So that's what negative polarization is about. And those at our highest level on the negative path have no doubt and no moral scruples and no conflict about it. And, you know, they feel they deserve to subjugate and enslave everybody and they have no problem. It's um, uh, unapologetic supremacism. Unapologetic supremacism. If that's where you're coming from, you have a right to it. Yeah, it's free will universe. But (laughs) for those who are not interested in unapologetic supremacism or enslavement of others, you better get your wisdom together and see who's who and where they're coming from. So, then, Ra said, potential between two negatively polarized entities, meaning negative and negative, is, you know, there's a polarity, there's a, there's a potential, meaning there's a, one is more evolved than the other. And the, the intention is that one would, ins- one would try to enslave and subjugate the other. So they gain a negative polarity. Um, meanwhile, um, one loses polarity, the other one gains, but the one that loses also gains a desire to continue on. You know, it's um, slave mastering. The slave master, at some level, could be said to be teaching the slave how to be a master, by experience of their enslavement or subjugation uh, that, that may, if they're negatively oriented, right? They're both negative. That's why um, negatively oriented guys and gals um, allow themselves subjugation um, to climb the hierarchy so that later when they get more power, they can, you know, kill the king and overthrow their boss and, um, you know, form a, a schism and, and uh, go against those that put them into power. Happens all the time. Uh, anyway, uh, they continue, because they're negatively oriented, with the desire for further polarization. That creates more opportunities to regain the negative polarity lost by the enslavement, by losing the bidding war uh, with the human, in this case. But it doesn't happen that often that Orion loses... Uh, the bids with humans, and you know, you know, the higher levels are at higher levels because they win more than they lose. Um, but you know, there are a lot of humans that are this way, and um, they're in every country, of every religion, uh, or no religion really, and um, of of any, you know, disposition and uh, orientation in mind in terms of, um, you know, how they present themselves. Uh, but, you know, this earth humanity is truly morally blind, truly morally blind, and um, it's pitiful, frankly. I mean, I feel some disgust at earth humanity by their moral blindness, and um, therefore you, you know, you get the leaders you deserve. Um, <laughs> but if you don't want trouble, you better, you better develop love and wisdom, 
um, to see clearly and um, not believe uh, liars and um, not fall for the deluded views of others, as Lin Chi said. 55.4. Am I to understand then just the fact that the third density entity on this planet, the human negative in this case, just the fact that he calls or bids an Orion Crusader 40 negative is a polarizing type of action that affects both entities? Sort of strange question. You know, there's a difference between polarization and that which is polarizing. Polarization means um, metaphysical consciousness, intentional settlement on one or the other path. One is positively or negatively oriented or polarized. It doesn't mean good or bad. Um, but yes, indeed, there's a difference between, you know, Bobby Kennedy and uh, Adolf Hitler. Of course, there really is. And so there is a difference between, you know, positive and negative orientation in time and space. Positive means uh, yang and negative means yin, or one is associated with um, radiance and the other one with, um, with basically absorption, negative path. And so... Uh, is the bidding uh, itself polarizing? Don's a little confused and Ross trying to explain. Ross says, 55.4, this is incorrect. The calling mechanism is not congruent in the slightest degree with the bidding mechanism. And it's because Don used the term calls, just the fact he calls or bids. And Ross saying, you're wrong here because, or you shouldn't be putting those two words in the same sentence, they're not the same, calling and bidding. Ross said, the calling mechanism is not congruent in the slightest degree with the bidding mechanism. In the calling, the entity which calls is a suppliant neophyte asking for aid in negative understanding, if you may excuse this misnomer, misnomer of putting these two words together, negative and understanding. The Orion response increases its negative polarity as it is disseminating the negative philosophy, <clears throat> uh, thereby enslaving or bidding the entity calling. There are instances, however, when the contact becomes a contest, which is prototypical of negativity. In this contest, the caller will attempt not to ask for aid, but to demand results. Since the third density, negatively oriented, harvestable entity has at its disposal an incarnative experiential nexus, and since Orion Crusaders are, in a great extent, bound by the first distortion in order to progress, the Orion entity is vulnerable to such bidding, bidding if properly done. In this case, the third density entity becomes master, and the Orion Crusader becomes entrapped and can be bid. This is rare. However, when it has occurred, the Orion entity or social memory complex involved has experienced loss of negative polarity in proportion to the strength of the bidding third density entity. This is a super, um, super detailed uh, analysis. So if you think Ra is negative, <laughs> I don't think there are any of these fools still listening now, but if you think that Ra is negative, <laughs> why would Ra be explaining so clearly um, how negatives operate um, with such transparency that actually uh, a negative here will be able to control a negative there? You know, Ra, Ra doesn't hide that there's a negative path and a positive path. They're open and open-hand teacher and explains as much as they can without infringing. So calling and bidding are different. They're not congruent at all. Calling doesn't have to be positive calling, you say. Normally, I personally think of calling as positive. Please help me, like that. That is the case, but it can be done by those negatively oriented as well as positive. In the case of negatively oriented entities doing calling, Ra's calling this person a suppliant neophyte. Suppliant is, I think they mean supplicant, but I don't know suppliant, but supplicant is one who supplicates or one who's sort of kind of asking for help. 
a neophyte means like a newcomer, new fight. And um, it's basically like, a, a, you know, they're acknowledging their, their lower status. And they're saying, please give me help in negative understanding. And that's why Rock calls it the misnomer. Understanding is of love and negative is of control. So you can't really have, you know, negative understanding, but you can have, um, you know, the negative use of wisdom or um, understanding or comprehension of the methodologies that lead to further negative polarization. And that's what's, that's what's happening. The human negative is asking the Orion negative, uh, please train me. Uh, and then the Orion response increases its own negative polarity and says, okay, I'll, I'll be your master. What it does then is disseminate negative philosophy or, you know, <laughs> trains Machiavelli <laughs> or trains Sun Tzu or trains, you know, Hidden Hand or trains the guys who are, um, you know, um, running, uh, you know, the intelligence agencies, uh, you know, spy network uh, training schools. They're all getting their feed from Orion. In part, for sure. Lovely, huh? So if you're part of that network, boys, that's who your bosses are. That um, will willing reception of mm, technique, methodology, training in the ways of service to self leads to the enslavement uh, of the one who's calling. Yeah, thereby enslaving or bidding the entity calling. So at some level, you know, I don't know this word bid because I don't, I don't go to auctions or something. But bidding is akin to enslaving. Bidding means they're bid or they're trapped or they're hooked or they're looped. Uh, but the one who's calling is willing to be enslaved or bid by the negative that they're asking... Um, assistance from and so the Orion entity gains negative polarity and the human gains training meanwhile they're further enslaved <laughs> then <laughs> this um, this and uh, this calling that leads to an enslaving um, may well lead to a contest so this is the contact becoming a contest prototypical or typical or, you know, very, um, very, ep it's the epitome of negativity, really, which is uh, psychic battle, psychic struggle, you know, attack, defense, attack, attack, attack. That's all they do is uh, contest. They contest each other. They contest against humanity. You know, 3D Illuminati humans do it to Orion, and Orion does it within itself, and, uh, you know, the, even the, the priests in the upper levels of 4D negative, they do it within the priestly inner circles. The inner circle goes to the middle circle, and they fight the outer circle, and the outer circle fights the middle. The middle goes to the inner, and the inner cycle circle tries to do its thing, and <laughs> that's what they do. That's the Logos in drag, uh, doing, playing, um, you know, exploring the full limits of illusion. Then, in the contest, the caller attempts not to ask for aid, but to demand results. And so that changes the dynamic from um, willing, willing enslavement to willful um, contesting uh, challenge. It's a psychic challenge. Then, um, interestingly, Ross said that the, the human 3D negatively oriented harvestable entity, right? So we're talking about... Uh, you know, somebody at the level of Ross Putin or Genghis Khan. Um, they really know what they're doing. And they're very close to um, harvestability. They're harvestable, right? They're, they're already there. They're already at 95% or so, and they're just trying to, you know, get some extra, extra polarization before they go to 40 negative. Um, they demand results... Uh, and at their disposal, this is incarnative experiential nexus. Metaphysically, that must give some kind of support or, or strength. And then the Orion Crusaders are bound in a certain way by the first distortion, meaning law of free will, meaning they can enslave um, 
the the neophyte that calls for training and is willing to be enslaved, but they can't um, do certain activity in the uh, contest against uh, the bidding, you know, human who turns against them and makes a challenge out of it. There, there are certain limits to what they can do, and there are certain benefits to being in the 3D space-time experiential nexus for the human who wants to overcome their Orion uh, boss. So it's, a, you know, this is not my specialty, but um, it's a pretty heavy-duty um, black magic, uh, you know, psychic attack kind of thing. The, hudu, the human negative harvestable against the Orion 4D negative fellow. Um, it's rare that this happens, but the Orion Crusader can become entrapped and be bid. Be bid means, I guess, be controlled. Um, when it happens, Orion entity or group loses negative polarity. 55.5, the uh, <laughs> negative path is so complicated. We'll probably take two sessions to go through, two classes to go through session 55. But that's okay. Um, this is sort of, you know, important for people who are ready to understand, um, you know, a, a kind of unvarnished view um, of what the negative path is about in their mindset. And negativity is stronger now on Earth and space-time than ever before. Like Orwell said, yeah, it is a universal age of deceit. And, um, you know, please develop your discernment. Please love truth. Then you'll be okay. 55 five, three fives. Don says, you mentioned that this, wor that this will work when the bidding is properly done. What did you mean by, quote, when the bidding is properly done? Uh, Ra said, to properly bid is to be properly negative. The percentage of thought and behavior involving service to self must approach 99% in order for a third density negative entity to be properly configured for such a contest of bidding, a um, psychic war battle situation. 55.6. What method of communication with the Orion entity would a negative bidder of this type use? See, Don has some experience in ritual magic, so he's sort of you know, some familiar with this kind of thing a bit. Not negative, but, you know, the whole magical way. Ra said, the two most usual types of bidding are, one, the use of perversions of sexual magic. Two, the use of perversions of ritual magic. In each case, the key to success is the purity of the will of the bidder, the concentration upon victory over the servant must be nearly perfect. This is called visualize the sale. Concentration upon victory over the servant must be nearly perfect. So Ra knows what they're talking about. Um, this is basically um, concentration upon uh, total success being a perfect concentration meaning a perfect, stable attention of mind and will upon victory uh, for the one who's doing the bidding. Um, perversions of sexual magic, perversions of ritual magic. Uh, sexual magic means sexuality, um, you know, done for energy modification, energy consciousness modification, it could be white. So perversions indicates that it's black sexual magic. Perversions of ritual magic means black magic ritual. So there's, you know, black tantra and white tantra. There's black magic and white magic. Uh, ritual magic is different than sexual magic, although sexual magic may involve ritual. Um, this is not my way, <laughs> not my thing, but... Um, you just have to understand that when you get involved in sexual magic, when you get involved in ritual magic, um, if your heart chakra is not um, bright, green, rich, loving, uh, radiant, uh, you're going to swing to the negative side. And so the only thing that protects those doing magic 
um, from going to the negative side or becoming, um, you know, seriously depolarized as a positive being. If you, <laughs> if you don't know your higher self, then you don't know which path you're really on. To the extent that you're sure you're on the positive path, you probably are. To the extent that you um, are open in your deep mind um, to your soul, to the, to the quiet voice of your heart, um, then you probably are sure that your path is positive. But for those people who are playing with sexual magic and playing with ritual magic, uh, if you don't open your heart, you won't know if you are actually remaining on the positive path. <laughs> and if you think that you can do magic, sexual magic, ritual magic, um, for your own gain, and I, I, I heard something recently, some witch, Wiccan, or Luciferian, somebody, Church of Satan fellow, somebody saying, you know, Lucifer is a good guy, and um, we do our ritual only so you can, you know, materialize and manifest what you want for yourself, and make sure, you know, clarify what you want and get it for yourself. Well, if you're doing sexual magic and ritual magic to get stuff for yourself, you'll likely go on to the negative path, or depolarize if you're on the positive path. It's it's important, you know, to to know what you want and seek um, your desires. Ross said, you know, the proper role for the entity in third density is to experience all things desired. They're not saying um, repression. They're not saying, you know, superstitious uh, religiosity, uh, self-denial. They're saying the proper role is to experience all things desired. And, if you seek to be on the positive path, if you seek happiness, uh, you better make sure you're not doing harm. And so, if you have desires that are not consonant with the law of one, which really means non-desires that do infringe on others, desires that may um, harm another, uh, or even harm yourself, actually, but particularly really harm other, uh, or infringe on their free will, um, then you better experience it in your mind, because if you experience it uh, by body and speech, you will depolarize and uh, accumulate karmic load. Of course. So there's there's nothing wrong with, um, you know, experiencing all you desire, and there's nothing wrong with taking good care of yourself and getting clear what you want and getting uh, getting what you want. But if getting what you want involves stepping on people, um, you're going to be hurting yourself more than anyone. And it will come back to you. You can go under the earth and you can go off planet, but you can't go away from the Lord of Karma. The Lords of Karma, you know, <laughs> got the whole wide world in their hands. They got the whole wide octave in their mind. The whole octave is in the mind of the Lords of Karma. I assure you. And you can't run from Karma because you are running in the octave. <laughs> there, the octave is in their mind. And so karma is operative at all levels, everywhere. Uh, you can't run from karma. Impossible. And so you can defer, and you can do some clever trickery you know, transfers, but um, in the end, if you're on the positive path and you're doing perversions of sexual magic and perversions of ritual magic, um, it'll all come back to you. 55.7, getting close to the end here. Can you tell me, Don says, in the polarizations in consciousness, if there is any analogy with respect to what you just said in this type of contact, with respect to what we are doing right now communicating with Ra? So Don is asking here in 55.7, in terms of polarizations of consciousness, positive and negative, can we find an analogy between um, 3D harvestable negative and 4D negative Orion, either um, suppliant neophyte calling for aid or bidding, enslaving, demanding, psych, you know, psychic contesting? Um, those that type, those types of relations on the negative path. Is there any analogy between that and what LNL uh, is doing with Ra, you know, during these sessions? Ra said, 
There is no relationship <laughs> between this type of contact, meaning ours, theirs with Ra, with Don and, and uh, the LL group. There is no relationship between this type of contact and the bidding process. This contact with Ra may be characterized as one typical of the brothers and sisters of sorrow, wherein those receiving the contact have attempted to prepare for such contact by sacrificing extraneous self-oriented distortions in order to be of service. The raw social memory complex offers itself also as a function of its desire to serve. Both the caller and the contact are filled with gratitude at the opportunity of serving others. We may note that this in no way presupposes that either the callers or those of our group in any way approach a perfection or purity such as was described in the bidding process. The calling group may have many distortions and be working with much catalyst, as may those of Ra. The overriding desire to serve others, bonded with the unique harmonics of this group's vibratory complexes, gives us the opportunity to serve as one channel for the one infinite creator. Things come not to those positively oriented, but through such beings. Four very important paragraphs. Um, the pith teaching is things come not to those positively oriented, but through such beings. If you're on the positive path and you want to have money or enough money to live, if you hoard, you will be poor. If you hoard, you will lose. If you share, you may end up wealthy or with abundance or with sufficiency. You know, there's no reason for wealth if um, you only desire sufficiency. And there's no reason for wealth on the positive path if that includes um, self-oriented self distortions of uh, hoarding and self-aggrandizement. There are many uh, goofy, you know, it's so silly, I have to talk about the goofy humans all the time, but... There are many silly people, uh, in my view, in my humble, judgmental opinion, um, in groups like, you know, Abundance Movement, who have some view that if you just ask, you know, in a certain way, then God or higher self or the spirits will give you everything you want. Well, if you're on the negative path um, <laughs> and you make an association with Orion um, and sell your soul, they'll give you some boon. They'll give you some benefits. The devil and Daniel Webster. If you're looking for, you know, wealth, if, if the kind of abundance you're seeking um, actually is associated with selfishness and hoarding and self-aggrandizement, then the only way you can get it is from a negative entity, and, even, and then you're going to lose more than your gain. You're going to lose, <laughs> spiritually, your soul and your autonomy and your freedom for uh, the, the trifles, for the, for the 30 pieces of silver, Judas. So if you'd like 30 pieces of silver and you're willing to sell out love and sell out goodness, go right ahead. Um, but your fate is uh, unfortunate. Um, meanwhile, if you, if you need, for what we need, um, to the degree that we share, um, we will be, we will have provision. Uh, sufficient provision is based on sharing for those on the positive path. Things come not to, not, not to those positively oriented, but through us, through those who are positively oriented. Things come through such beings. Uh, there's a flow. Uh, you know, those on the positive path seek to be part of the flow of the Tao, of God, of the way of love wisdom. You know, if you are a helper of the universe, the universe will help you. And the more you help the universe, the more the universe will help you. The more you help others, the more God will help you. Um, because you deserve goodness, um, because you wish, you know, because you demonstrated the desire that, you know, may all beings be well and happy. If, if, you, if you demonstrate, you know, sharing this whole idea of things coming through, 
those who are positively oriented means sharing uh, and if you want money you have to regularly share with wisdom not you know you don't go to this go to the the guy who's asking for money on the street you know and and you you give him all your whole bank account so you end up on the street next to him well, actually he wouldn't be on the street he'll leave and you'll take his place that's not wisdom you can do it if you want and you know um, absolute poverty can be a very high, uh, very pow powerful catalyst for spiritual transformation. Of course, all the great teachers had nothing materially. You know, they would load food, they would load up fruit and money and gold in front of Nityananda, and he took it all and distributed it all. <laughs> Kept nothing for himself and hardly even ate. And if they didn't feed him, he wouldn't eat. And Meanwhile, he let them give, 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 and it all went to the townspeople, and it all went to the children, and feeding programs were instituted daily based on all the giving that came to him, all of which he uh, gave right out or never even went to him. It just went straight out back to the community. That's beautiful. And that's the way an avatar acts. They need nothing materially. And so um, if you want to have money, uh, give money wisely and regularly give money regularly wisely continually not to the point of martyrdom not to the point of of hurting yourself i mean if you want to give more than you should or can or whatever go right ahead but it seems to me um giving regularly wisely in balance and continually not a little regularly giving money paying for your friend's coffee, giving money to somebody who needs it, giving away the food instead of wasting the food on your plate. Why ever throw, why ever leave food on your plate to have the kitchen throw it, dump it into the black plastic bag? That's terrible. So why not always take the leftover food and give it to somebody or give it to a dog or give it to a tree and the little ants, you know? So the more you give wisely, regularly, um, in balance, the more the universe is happy to, to send through you. Meanwhile, Ross said, there's no relationship between the bidding challenge of uh, human negative, Orion negative, and what's going on with Ra. What is going on between Ra and, Do and uh, LL contact is characterized typical of brothers and sisters of sorrow, meaning wanderers. Uh, wherein those receiving the contact, or the cases, con you know, typical contact of wanderers and confederation, or uh, adept, initiate, and master, or teacher, and initiator, or those, you know, who are on the adept path, or seeking advanced training, or advanced self-development, and their teacher. Uh, also akin, where those who get the contact uh, have attempted to prepare for the contact. Ra doesn't even say prepare, they said attempt to prepare. Meaning, you can't, you can't be loving all the time, but you can seek to be loving all the time. You can seek to keep seeking <laughs> all the time. You can try to keep seeking, or try to remember to keep seeking love and wisdom and balance and all that. You can't do it. We can't do it. We can just try. So we, you know, those who are receiving positive contact have attempted, have consistently been seeking to prepare for the contact. So when the student is ready, the teacher appears. When the teacher didn't appear, or as for as long as the teacher hasn't appeared, I guess the student isn't ready. What, what is the ready, how is it the student gets ready for the teacher to appear? How will the teacher appear? Why does the teacher appear? The teacher appears because uh, the student or the one who's seeking contact or seeking help has demonstrated their commitment um, to the path. How? By sac one way, sacrificing extraneous, self-oriented distortions in order to be of service. Um, I used to feel um, I shouldn't be in a monastery unless I'm meditating uh, for hours a day in college and uh, no longer 
um, find that I can keep doing my practice while in college, so I dropped out. And that's how it happened. I dropped out of college many times, <laughs> three times actually, in and out, in and out, in and out, um, in my 20s, um, to live in monasteries. But that was because um, I, I basically had used up, you know, there was nothing more for me in college. And that's akin to sacrificing extraneous, self-oriented distortions in order to be of service. I wasn't thinking about being of service. And this whole thing about being of service um, has to be understood that, that meditating in your room is of service. And, and serious study is being of service. And, and self-analysis, um, even in a psychological way, uh, self-therapy or therapy or healing exercises or healing work, things done alone, even for your own transformation, are all forms of service to other. Of course, because you're bringing more love and wisdom to the universe by the self-healing or meditation or study. To me, you know, all of those works, uh, study, meditation, and service, study and meditation are forms of service to other, as far as I know. And um, if you want to up, up the game, do more. Um, and, and if you're longing for some kind of confederation contact or positive contact, throw yourself into what you know is of benefit to self and other. You know, the teacher won't appear until the student is ready. Um, but the student makes themselves ready by basically um, a demonstrated commitment to the values of uh, their spiritual path. The demonstrated commitment to their spiritual path is demonstrated by getting rid of, of, of what doesn't fit with, um, with that commitment. <laughs> the sacrifice of extraneous self-oriented distortions. Um, really means that which is unnecessary, that which is not associated with transformation, that which is associated with clinging and attachment and, and lower desires. There's lower desire and there's higher desire. Lower desire is basically, you know, uh, I want to watch, uh, you know, comedy uh, for six hours a day. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with anything. But it's, it's at a lower level than saying, I want to meditate for six hours a day and go through hell if I have to because I want, I really want transformation. There's no, you know, you can say higher and lower, but the, but the reality is there are self-oriented distortions that may be called, that are extraneous to the heart of a of, of, of focused spiritual path. There are self-oriented distortions. And there are distortions associated with um, a stronger commitment to transformation and service to others. Uh, and this is how the teacher evaluates the student. And it, it you know, if you you can't hold the lower and hold the higher simultaneously. You can't, um, you know, you can't receive from the teacher while your hands are grasping at matter. You, you can't receive the higher while you're grasping at the lower. And lower and higher simply means, you know, what's lower is more self selfish, <laughs> more associated with body and emotional condition and um, social position and seeking to maintain social, um, one's, um, social benefits, you know? I mean, the, the, the guys who achieve great awakening... They left society, they left the family, they left society, they even left the monastery, actually. The ones who really achieve even leave the monastery and go off alone or go off with a small sangha or with a teacher or something um, and, and um, throw everything they have into transformation practice. And so this to me is a desire to serve. And the more you, the more will you throw into your practice or your seeking, but it doesn't mean losing balance. You see, if you lose balance, you really can get into trouble. Um, but Ra is saying they're offering themselves also as a function of their desire to serve. L&L is also offering itself as a function of its desire to serve. Carlo is a great example of that, you know, 
All she wanted to do was offer herself as an instrument for this information to benefit all beings. That's it. That's all she wanted, as well as maybe wanting to love, be a loving couple with Don at the time, and then Jim. But, um, you know, it, it's, the, it's the offloading of what's unnecessary, and that'll be different for everybody. And that is a demonstration of one's commitment to the path, and that changes the entirety of one's energy field. And just like Ra had said, um, the strength of the inner light really is a function of the strength of the will to seek the inner light. So when the will to seek light or seek transformation or seek service to other, when the will for that seeking is very strong, so too is the inner light strong. And Ra very humbly, very honestly, acknowledges um, this um, this working together, the caller and the contact filled with gratitude, and their working is not um, any boastful, um, you know, prideful matter. There doesn't presuppose that the callers or Ra neither are approaching perfection or purity. For the negatives. They need a perfection or purity of negativity, which means a real absolute, um, you know, um, evisceration of the heart, a real, a, a real binding, binding of heart chakra. But because so, the negative path requirements are a little bit higher, because it's so difficult to to live without love, <laughs> because you know, the substance of light is love. So it's very difficult <laughs> to not to not resonate green green ray, but Ra very humbly says, you know, the calling group L and L may have many distortions, and working with a lot of catalysts, same with Ra. Um, but the key is this overriding desire to serve others, um, in terms of you know how it is that the Ra contact with L and L has established, and I would say the same thing in terms of overriding desire for transformation, for freedom for love, for wisdom, for balance, for clarity, for those, you know, for doing doing intensive spiritual practice and transformation. So that desire is what's strong. There's no interest in fighting and struggling. Uh, and then in, in the case of the unique harmonics of, of Ra and the LNL group, therefore they have this opportunity. And what they're doing is serving as channel for the one infinite creator or the one infinite channel of, you know, narrow band transmission um, from you know the dimension of love, the dimension of unity or law of one, sixth density, with a very intense and bright love light transmitted. Things come not to those positively oriented, but through such beings, and it's a very valuable phrase to reflect upon. Fifty-five eight was actually not even answered, but and so it sort of stands as kind of a unused bridge between the first half and the second half of this session 55 and this will be the last process the last exchange I'll read for this first hour over this class on this session Don says thank you and then says you stated an earlier time quote until transfers of energy of all types have been experienced and mastered to a great extent there will be blockages in the blue and indigo radiations could you explain that more fully Ross says, at this space-time, we have not covered the appropriate intermediate material. Please, please re-question at a more appropriate space-time nexus. Um, and Don says, okay, and then drop that. And then next question, next week, we'll get into 55.9 and finish session 55, uh, all focused on pyramids which is very interesting. Uh, this quote, until transfers of energy of all types have been experienced and mastered to a great extent, there will be blockages in blue and indigo radiations. As far as I know, what that means is that um, until uh, all forms of energy transfer or relation relationality, we're talking about transfers of energy, right? Transfers of energy, physical uh, energy transfer, sexual energy transfer, mental energy transfer, spiritual energy transfer. I think that's what we're talking about, which is all relational. They are all relational, associated with a relationship or interpersonal. 
um, but they're all associated with green ray. <laughs> uh, transfers of energy of all types being experienced and mastered, in my understanding, is raw, implying that until all levels of relational exchange um, or relationality, um, relationship with others based on physical presence, relationship with others based on communication, um, relationship meaning mental transfer, relationship with others based on sexuality, when there's a sexual interaction, sexual transfer, and relationship or relation to others uh, in the way of spiritual sharing, whatever that may be, um, higher chakra related, until all of those forms of relationality um, are well accepted, are well experienced, are accepted so fully that one may is is able to to remain in love or open heart in the experiencing of all those types of transfers or relation relationships or relationality or relational dynamics until one can be that fully green ray relational physical sexual mental intellectual and spiritual in, in activity with others until one can do that, there will be blockages in the higher fifth and sixth chakras in terms of radiation, really in terms of their act, their utilization of intelligent energy. That's the phrase radiation, the term radiation. It's associated, I think, with intelligent energy contact the sixth chakra coming down out through blue and indigo or being uh, channeled through blue and indigo, fifth ray, sixth ray, uh, by contact with intelligent affinity. That, that radiation of, of communication, inspiration, and knowing, fifth ray, blue, and um, non-physical, essential um, beingness radiation, being at one as one's radiatory offering, those higher forms of service to other or capacities won't be well developed until one has quite thoroughly um, opened heart and can be open heart and accepting non-controlling at ease and well with relationality at the physical, sexual, intellectual, and spiritual levels um, with others. I think that's what we're talking about. So, um, <laughs> heavy duty, um, you can look in, past, in session 54, Rod discussed this more. In any case, uh, I will continue to breathe, and um, thank you so much for being here. That's all we'll do for f the first part of session 55, so it's it's not such a long session, but uh, as you see, I have a lot to say. I hope it's been helpful. Um, it's certainly helpful for me. Uh, I wish you all well. Take good care. See you next time, and good night. <laughs>